In this edition of Locked On Capitals, it is the player review and profile of Garnet Hathaway. Let's talk about Garnet next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are talking about Garnet Hathaway and just a breakout season that he's had on this team. You know, he plays on the fourth line with Dowd and Hagelin when he was healthy and just the great production that they got out of that line. You know, oftentimes you look at the fourth line of a team and you think to yourself, you know, that's kind of the grinding outline. That's kind of almost the AHL line, if you will, but not for the Washington Capitals. The Caps got some really great production out of their fourth line this past season, and uh, Garnet Hathaway was kind of the one that led the charge. I would say that he is part of the tough guy group on the Washington Capitals. If you want to put in that category Tom Wilson and Garnet Hathaway, I would say that those two are the two reigning tough guys on the team. You know, you could put Alex Ovechkin in that category as well, but, you know, he's kind of above that, and, you know, the status that he's uh, uh, you know, at in his career, I don't think that he normally stoops to that level too often. But Garnet Hathaway, don't just call him a tough guy. Don't call him just a one-trick pony. He is a guy that is seeing some great production this year. Uh, this story was in RMNB. They said straight up, no player saw the Capitals be more successful than Garnet Hathaway did on the ice for 38 Washington goals in 21 opponent goals. Hathaway's 64.4 goals for percentage was the best among full-time Caps players. And sure, part of the success is due to goaltenders saving 94.7% during his shifts, but the possession metrics were very strong as well. Hathaway and his fourth-line pals limited opponent high danger chances better than any other cap skaters around nine per hour with their expected goal rate following suit at 2.2 per hour so that's what i'm talking about that hathaway line that fourth line just saw some great production and they did a good job at shutting down other teams as well. Um, I guess it remains to be seen who is going to fill in. Uh, is Hagelin going to be back? Is it going to be Axel Janssen, Fialbi? I guess it remains uh, to be seen there. According to Hockey Viz, opponents had 14 percentage points less offensive against Hathaway than they did against the rest of the league. The big blue blob in front of the net at the bottom means opponents couldn't shoot much from their location when Hathaway was on the ice. And this is on um, hockey viz if you want to check it out online it kind of just shows uh where you know they're shooting the puck from and where they're having the best effect um 
That's what you hope for when your bottom line is on the ice, but Hathaway and his pals delivered a lot more. Hathaway hit a career high with 14 goals and 26 points. He was tough when carrying the puck, as evidenced by his 31 drawn penalties. Only Wilson drew more, and you know that's what I'm talking about with Hathaway. You know, he's a bit of an interesting player. He's not just a guy that's going to go out and hit you. He is. He's mastered the art of chirping. You know, oftentimes, I mean, you, you don't know what the, what's being said, but sometimes he gets right up in their ear. You're like, I'm going to come and get you. And uh, it, it really messes with the opponent. So for him to draw those penalties as well, it's kind of an art form, uh, if you will, that uh, that he's mastered rather well. And, you know, like I was talking about earlier, him and Tom Wilson kind of lead the charge uh, for all of that. But we all noticed that the fourth line's defensive tenacity had more downside this season. They were a little loose with restraining penalties as Hathaway's 26 minor led the team with Dowd not that far behind at 21. Had they not also been integral parts of an elite penalty kill, that discipline probably would have been more costly. And it's kind of weighing the cost and the benefits out. Is it worth, you know, keeping this line together? And if you're asking me, knee-jerk reaction, absolutely. And I would go forth with this line next season as well. And, uh, you know, the Caps got lucky by getting, uh, you know, piecing together such a great line, a fourth line, no, nonetheless, that's had really great success but that's all i have to to argue about hathaway the platonic ideal of a grinder physical dependable and adds scoring in a pinch he'll earn 1.5 million next year the last of his current deal and then i hope the caps can find room for him to return either that or i hope he gets well compensated somewhere far away like st louis or somewhere writes rmnb but um you know, just taking a look at Garnet Hathaway, uh, what else can you say about him than just a real tough guy out there? He's a guy, he's the part of the team tough of the Washington Capitals, plus he's getting some great um, scoring opportunities and, uh, you know, drawing penalties. And, you know, he's the enforcer, you know, along with him and Tom Wilson, no one's going to take advantage of this team. No one's going to come after the younger guys, because if you do, Hathaway or Wilson are going to be the enforcer, and you're going to have to answer to them about it. So this was an article here that uh, was in The Athletic, and I'm just going to give you some excerpts about it. And uh, Tarek Elbashir was talking with uh, Garnet Hathaway, and he says, a career high, 14 goals and 26 points. Where do you hope things go from here? You stayed in town, and you're training the same way you did last summer. Is there more runway here? How do you measure that? And his response is, that's why I'm still playing right. You always want more. That's my goal. My individual goal every year is to have a better year than I did the year before. And the most part, I've been able to do that. When you look in the mirror after the season and say, hey, what went well? What can I improve on? It's all about learning. Asking yourself, what can you do better? So let's fast forward to summer's busy free agent signing period. Connor Brown coming in, Dylan Strom, Darcy Camper, Charlie Lindgren, Eric Gustafson as a vet. What do you like to see in all the turnover? And uh, in this article, that's what they're talking about. And they're asking him a question. There was quite a bit of turnover, but why was there that turnover? And why did they pick up the Connor Brown, the Dylan Strom, the Darcy Kemper? Well, I mean, we can kind of piece all of those together. Connor Brown is most likely going to fill a spot of Tom Wilson, Dylan Strom, 
is going to take Nick Backstrom's uh, spot, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren, of course, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, their spot, and Eric Gustafson as a veteran on the on the team. Um, so when he says Mac, the GM, has been doing this for a long time, doing pretty much that for a long time, there's a lot of turnover in the NHL on every team. Teams aim to get better. You look at teams in our division, every team gets better every year, and you wonder, how does every team continue to get better? That's the direction of it. GMs are working to improve even the smallest bit in pushing it to the limit and still try to be successful in any given window you give them. I mean, I'm excited. I don't think we just went out blindly and signed guys. We went out and find guys that fit into this room. I'm sure those guys we signed understand the culture, and we are excited that they joined in and want to win. And, um, you know, like I say, it's not like Brian McClellan went out there and just made some crazy moves out there. He went out and addressed situations and positions of need. You know, I mean, if if Brian McClellan would have done nothing in and in, in left um, uh, Tom Wilson's position open in, or he would have left Nick Backstrom's position open or if he would have just uh, stand pat with uh, Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek since he ha- had the rights to both of those netminders. As a Capitals fan, you got to kind of start asking yourself, what's going on here? You know, and there's a lot of teams around the NHL that do that. You know, they just, they're like, I'm not going to spend a, a whole lot of money. And if you want to take a look at a team that's pretty close to us, take a look at the Islanders. You know, Lou Lamarillo did nothing. You know, he's notorious for making these big moves in all of offseason. It, it's just all these deals that got through his fingers. If you look at Nazem Kadri, if you look at Johnny Goudreau, you know, just to kind of bring it back, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I may have been hard on Brian McClellan this last year, but you got to give him A plus marks for going out and addressing every situation and every position on this team that needed addressing. You know, if you want to sense frustration, if you, I mean, take a look at frustration, take a look at the New York Islanders. How can they feel confident about going into next season going, you know what, we're going to have a better outcome than we did last year. How is that going to be possible when they've done nothing to address it? So, you know, Brian McClellan and, you know, bringing it back to Garnet Hathaway because, you know, in this particular article, Tark is asking him about it. What is it like to have this change in the dressing room? And if I'm a player, I'm like, if these players are coming into the room and helping us achieve our objective, which is making it past the first round of the, of the playoffs. And, you know, dare I say maybe a Stanley cup, then whatever the cost that may be, then I'm all about it. And I don't know about you guys out there, but I would be all about adding whatever players were needed uh, to this team to help, Get some more wins and make it past the first round of the playoffs. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Garnet Hathaway and what an integral part he is of this team. We'll talk about more about Garnet next. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst thing that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high Get a DUI.
All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are doing a profile and review of Garnet Hathaway, a guy who has seen tremendous production this last season. And uh, I think that, you know, the road in the path for Garnet looks uh, looks great. You know, when the Washington Capitals picked him up, from the Calgary Flames. It was a name that I had heard about, you know, kind of the book on him was that he is this tough guy and, uh, you know, this chirper and this guy that, that draws penalties and he has lived up to that reputation. And I think that he has done an excellent job on this team. You know, like I talked about earlier in the show, it's not often that you look at a fourth line and revere it as a game changer, um, unless it's, you know, your fighting line or whatever the case is. But, you know, Garnet Hathaway does have some snarl to his game, but he also, you know, he he plays the game the right way. He can score goals, and, and he knows when to be aggressive when he needs to be. So one of the other questions they were talking about in that athletic article is goaltending, and we all know with the Washington Capitals, the issues with netminding. This is Tarek asking. He says, goaltending is a big part of the game as anything, and the Caps landed the top free agents on the market in Darcy Kemper. What do you think about the move when you saw it? And he says, if you think, asked anyone that our goalie situation would have been five days before that, no one would have guessed it. I mean, Darcy is coming off an unbelievable season, and it has had unbelievable seasons for a few years now and you put a cup on top of that you can't win those playing subpar hockey him and Lingram everyone is excited so you know and I think that that's contagious around the Washington Capitals is that layer in that level of excitement that uh, you know when we took a look at last summer when it was around free agency I mean it was a Hail Mary pass to get Darcy Campers, the netminder for the Washington Capitals, but they did it, and uh, they did it on the first day of free agency. And then, not he wasn't done then. Brian McClellan wasn't done then. He went out and then picked up Charlie Lindgren to help solidify the backup position. So, like I say, every position is filled, and uh, Garnet Hathaway uh, was happy about it too. So now let's kind of take a look and rewind the tape a little bit. Let's look a little bit at the origin story of Garnet Hathaway. Where does he come from? What is the book on him in his earliest days? So the scouting report is the strapping winger's size and willingness to compete led to a lot of successful puck battles, knows how to get under the skin of the opponent, which I talked about, is not the fastest player around, nor is he a natural goal scorer, but that might be a function of not shooting the puck enough, will stand up for his teammates when needed. And, uh, you know, reading the scouting report, I just caught, I just went to this page. I did not get a chance to proofread this one, but I kind of says what I said to a T. He has kind of always been that way as long as he's played in this league as just to be a tough guy and an enforcer and kind of an in-your-face guy that, you you know, you're not going to talk smack to me or anyone of the other guys on my team or you're going to have to answer to me. Uh, and he has seen some great uh, success in his career. And, uh, you know, just taking a look back a little bit further, what is the origin story? Where did he play? Uh, he started in the 08-09 season for Phillips Andover. And then, you know, he's kind of worked his way up slowly up. He played for the Stockton Heat, which is the AHL. And then he was in the Calgary Flames. And then before he made the transition to the Washington Capitals in the 1920 season. Uh, in his first season with the Capitals in 66 games played, he had nine goals and seven assists. Then a season after that, six goals and 12 assists. And his standout season was this uh, past season 
where he had 14 goals and 12 assists. So the things are moving in the right direction for Garnet Hathaway, and I expect bigger and better things from him. But just to take a look at, you know, where, when and where did he land on this team? On July 1st, 2019, Hathaway signed a four-year, $6 million contract with the Caps. On November 18th, 19, Hathaway was given a match penalty when he was ejected from a game against the Anaheim Ducks when he intentionally spat on skater Eric Gabranson during a fight. Following the ejection, the NHL suspended Hathaway for three games without pay and announced that he would forfeit $24,193 to the Players' Emergency Assistance Fund as part of his punishment. The Ducks' reaction to the spitting incident was vitriolic and Gabranson saying, it's something you just don't do in our game, and he did it. Uh, teammate Derek Grant said, at the end of the day, it's probably the least respectful thing you can do to someone. And, you know, I do not endorse spitting on someone, of course. Um, but, you know, if you take a look at someone like Garnet Hathaway, he is someone that plays with passion. You know, he's not someone that holds back his feelings. If he's feeling something and he's upset with you, you're going to hear about it. And uh, Gabranson heard it about it in this situation. I do remember the spitting incident. I don't really remember what um, initiated it or what set Garnet Hathaway off. But, you know, with Garnet, it doesn't normally take a whole lot. I mean, I'm not trying to say that... Uh, that, that, that it was his fault or whose fault it was. But, you know, I'm not going to condone spitting. I don't care if he uh, is on the Capitals or not, but still just an interesting uh, spot in his history. Uh, and as we take a look and just kind of taking a look on, back on his career and some of the different, what have some of the different uh, Capitals players said about Garnet Hathaway teammate, Jakob Verona said he makes you want to fight for your teammate and he is there with us on the ice. He brings more respect on the ice. People just don't go running into him. And, uh, you know, all of his his former coaches and the players that he's played with kind of revere him as just a really great guy, as someone that is willing to stick up for his fellow teammates. And, uh, you know, it's part of that team tough. You know, that was one of the things that uh, Barry Trotz kind of instilled in this team. You know, it's not a novel thing to say, but that team tough aspect out there. And um, Garnet is definitely one of the ones that leads the charge. Hathaway has carved out a five-year career as a typical member of the grinder, a grinder fraternity, a forward that relies on consistency of effort, high energy, and physical edge as his means of contributing to a team's success. He just completed his first season with the Caps. This is an article from a few years ago after signing with the club as a free agent. In his high-end numbers, largely tracked and even improved with the per, per 82-game numbers he posted in four seasons with the Calgary Flames. So, you're seeing this growth uh, in his game as he's, you know, kind of matured. You know, he's still a little rough around the edges, but that's the way he is. But he is seeing maturity um, on the team uh, that when he's playing, when he's gone from the Calgary Flames and, and went to the Washington Capitals. So he is, in fact, uh, moving in the right direction. So the fearless take Hathaway's physical in engagement was mixed big in terms of the cap success to a point in 35 in games in which he was credited with three or more hits. The caps were 23, 10 and two. They were 17, nine and five in 31 games in which he was credited with fewer than three hits. 
Penalty minutes were a different matter in 21 games in which he was hit uh, with the least infraction. The Caps were 11, 9, and 1. In his other 45 games, the team was 29, 10, and 6. Block shots were an odd feature in 35 games in which he was credited with at least one. The Caps were 22, 11, and 2. They were 18, 8, and 5 in 31 games when he was not. So just taking a look at him, he is worthwhile having on the team. He is that enforcer. He is the guy that brings it to the next level. And the outtake on it is, is Hathaway's offensive numbers fell apart in the 19 portion of the season. He was 6, 6, and 12 plus 6 over his first 37 games ending on December 28th. Starting with the New Year's Eve game, he went 22 games without a point with a minus four rating, and he was 3-1-4 and four, even over his last 29 games of the regular season. And, uh, you know, that was that is kind of the growth. You know, he did have some rough seasons with the Washington Capitals when he first came here. But if you take a look at his numbers last season, he is going in the right direction. And, you know, I don't want to change a whole lot about Garnet Hathaway's game. I think that he is a good player. I think that he needs to still be that physical player. I think that, you know, maybe he needs to reel it in at times. Um, you know, if you're getting to the point where you're spitting on someone, then you might, you know, kind of keep it in check a little bit. Um, he hasn't had any such uh, infraction since then. But uh, just to kind of keep all those emotions in check, but still play on the edge and still get those really great goal scoring opportunities, I think that Garnet Hathaway is going in the right direction. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the caps and the news going around on around the team. Most notably, Tom Wilson got married. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. And in over the weekend, uh, Tom Wilson did, in fact, get married. Tom Wilson is getting married to Taylor uh, Pischke today. The wedding will be minus one person. Um, this was an article in the RMNB. They were saying Nick Backstrom isn't the only big-name Washington Capitals player to get married this summer. Tom Wilson is tying the knot to his fiance. On Saturday, per RMNB reader who knew one of the vendors and asked to remain anonymous, Wilson's wedding is being held in the D.C. area and is believed many current and former Capitals teammates are attending. And uh, just looking at some of the photos there, I saw some current Washington Capitals players. I saw some guys that I haven't seen on the team for some time. But, uh, you know, it was cool, a cool moment for Tom Wilson um, to, to get married. You know, I know that he has that knee injury. but um, you know, just to kind of see his his life and his career going in the right direction. Uh, his fiance revealed her family would be attending to the ceremony after posting a photo from their flight on her Instagram. You know, I said fiance, now wife Friday. We're coming for, uh, and she wrote, including a bride and groom emoji. Wilson's longtime roommate, Bash Brother, and ketchup discount appreciator Michael Lada is also in town for the nuptials. Lada commented on the Instagram post of Andre Burakovsky telling the two-time Stanley Cup champion that he'd missed at the event. And um you know, it's kind of cool that he was able to get all these uh, former players uh, to come out and uh, to, to share a special day for him. 
Burakovsky is currently in Switzerland to see his friends. Otherwise, he was going to be there as well. Wilson, Lada, and Burakovsky were all roommates together from the 14-15 season. And uh, that was kind of a special time in Capitals history, if you look back on it, when it went as Wilson and Burakovsky and Lada when they were all younger guys. Um, you know, but like everyone else, they're getting older and they're moving on with their careers. And um, Burakovsky has found a new home in Seattle. And, um, you know, just kind of a little bit about him, too, is he said that he's finally able to be on a team where he doesn't feel like he is living, you know, in the shadow of someone else. He's a good kid, Wilson said, when Burakovsky moved out. He was fun to have around. We had a lot of good times together, but we're not in elementary school anymore. It's the real world. It's a lot quieter because we always yell at Berkey. Lotta added, Friday night, the Wilson and Peshke held their wedding rehearsal dinner in Northern Virginia. Tom proposed to Taylor in July of 2022, excuse me, 2021. The two lovebirds have been dating since 2015 and first met at one of Taylor's volleyball tournaments in Canada. Uh, she celebrated her bachelor weekend in early August along with her friends. Um, so just all around, just a special moment uh, for Tom Wilson, who I think, you know, one day will be the future captain of your Washington Capitals when uh, Alex Ovechkin hangs up the skates. But just some some news, uh, you know, it's not always just hockey news, but it's news about the players on the team as well. And uh, Tom Wilson is a guy that's been on the team for some time and kind of a monumental uh, moment in his life. So I thought it was bare uh, mentioning in the podcast, but, um, you know, congratulations to him. And uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, everything, obviously he has a happy life together, but also that he makes a speedy return to the Washington Capitals because I know that we got Connor Brown out there, but of course we would ultimately like to have Tom Wilson back out on the ice. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening.